بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds in this life we all run starting the day we are born until the day we leave nobody stops running a child is running for his food elder ones are running for their dunya but it ends up that everybody dies كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك ذو الجلال والإكرام no one will stay alive in this dunya except Allah تبارك وتعالى the one who created everything so in this case this period that we human beings are living we are supposed to fill it would think that we going to be happy to see it in the judgment day. Part of it, one of the most important parts, is the case of knowledge of this deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mentioned those people who learn this deed so many times in his book. In fact, he told his beloved messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to learn the meaning of la ilaha illallah when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala to Muhammad fa'alam annahu la ilaha illallah fa'alam means learn ya Muhammad learn find out the true meaning of la ilaha illallah if Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the best person who ever walked in earth is required by Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala to learn the meaning of la ilaha illallah how about us so part of this ilm we're discussing is the case of Tawheed or Monotheism. And we said this book of Tawheed, the name of the book is Kitab al-Tawheed, the book of Tawheed. And the author, Rahimahullah, he mentioned lots of cases about Tawheed, but in a fantastic way. He tried to copy the way of Al-Bukhari, Rahimahullah, by mentioning only the, word, the, the ayat, words of Allah wa ta'ala from Quran, and the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. No more. He doesn't do anything on this. He just gathers them in this topic he's talking about. Every chapter he's putting a topic and he's bringing the ayat and ahadith that he can gather and he puts them there and he leaves it for you to understand what's meant in here. By learning these ayat and these ahadith, then we understand that we are talking about this topic from the point of view of Allah wa ta'ala and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not from the point of view of the author, because the author not, hasn't done anything except gathering the ahadith and the ayat only. Tonight, inshallah, we'll be discussing the chapter number 29, which is talking about the case of astrology, at-tanjim. What is the relation between the case of at-tawheed and the case of at-tanjim or astrology? Somebody say, where is the connection in here? Very simple to say that in the old days, in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, before and after, people used to use the stars as part of their cultures, part of their beliefs. There is a group called Asabi'ah or Sabi'in, mentioned in the Holy Book of Allah, and they are living in the area 
where Ibrahim alayhi salam was sent in northern of Iraq. And these people, they worship the stars. Also some other cultures, they think that stars are affecting human beings somewhere or another. And most of the other cultures also, they say that stars are, can be used in at least in the case of direction. If you are in the sea or you are in the desert and you are at night, you don't, you don't see any sun or a moon, what are you going to do? How are you going to know the north from the south, from east, from so on? So they used to use the stars and they learned the stars. What is allowed, what is not allowed in this case of Tanjim or stars, we have to talk about tonight, inshallah and cook as much as we can. Before we start studying this ayat and the hadith which is mentioned by the author, let's see how we can divide astrology into these two types. Why we are having dividing? Because it, make, it, make, it makes it easier for us to understand the ayat and the ahadith. Because some of these ahadith are talking about one part of astrology and the other talking about the other part. So if we just take them in general like this, we may get mixed up. A lot of people ask me, you know, how about fortune tellers? How about asking people who are telling me if you are born in such and such, like Scorpio, you are going to have this and this and this. How about that? That's what we are trying to say in here. So that's why we want to, to divide the case of astrology into these two major types. The first type of this case is affecting or efficiency science of astrology. That is also three kinds. Sorry to have some kinds and types, but this is a quick way to understand it so we can discuss the ayat and the ahadith. The efficiency divided into three kinds. The first kind is people who believe that these stars are affecting by itself independently. Yani means that these stars are affecting people in health, in sickness, in good luck, in bad luck, rains, and so on. And that's, of course, major shirk. Major polytheism, which, is, which excludes from Islam totally. If someone thinks that these stars are affecting people in sickness, or illness, or health, or rain, or so on, if they think that they are doing this independently, that is major polytheism, which is excluding from Islam. The second kind is a way to know unseen world. Yani, some people think that if you study the stars, then you can tell what's going in the future or in the unseen world. What's called in Arabic Al-Ghayb. Knowing Al-Ghayb through these stars. That's even also major kufr. Major kufr. I will see the evidences of this inshallah later on. The third kind of this efficiency is people who think that it's the reason for what's happening, good or bad. It's not doing it by itself, but it's only a reason. And putting something as a reason, while it's not a reason, it's a minor shirk, minor politics. Does not exclude from Islam, but it's very dangerous. And it's worse than zina and drinking alcohol and drugs and so on. If we level things, kufr and shirk is the top level of out of Islam, of course. Then minor 
shirk and kufr, then major sins which called kabair, alcohol, adultery and so on, then sins, then al-lamam which is mentioned in the Quran which is easy inshallah and will be forgiven by salah and salam and hajj and zakat and things. But minor shirk is very dangerous and some ulama, sister ulama said that this is also included in the ayat that Allah mentioned in the holy book that he will not forgive the people who fall into it. Inna Allah la yaghfir wa Allah will never forgive these people who fall into shirk or polytheism. Some people, some ulama say even minor shirk is included. But that's not, yani, agreed upon. However, the other type of astrology is dynamic or motion science. What is that? That's also divided into two kinds. I mean, we mean by motion that they are using these stars and their movement. Okay? These are divided into two kinds. The first kind is to use them as the stars in deen needs, in the religion needs. Like what? Like locating the Qibla. Before there was no compass. So how are they going to locate the Qibla if they are in the desert or somewhere else? Or in the sea? They will look to these stars, they know these stars all to the north, and they are in the east area of earth, or from, from Mecca, so they will go this side. And this star will be in the south, so they know the star is always in the south. When they see it, they know that Qibla is this way. So using the Minir is okay, or maybe a must. Wajib. Because this is, yani whatever brings you to the wajib, it is a wajib also. In order to make Salah correctly to the Qibla, and you have no compass and no, no way to know where is the Qibla, then you can use these, you must use these stars to direct Qibla location. Right. The second one, to use them as the stars in life needs. In life direction. Yani, somebody is driving his car in the desert and he wants to know where he's going. So he can use this for north or south and so on. He can see the stars in the night and he knows that this is the north. So I will go, I, I need to go east or go this way. That's okay. As far as not used in the wrong way as we will see inshallah later on. Also using them to know, uh, the summer the winter, and so on, using them to know that, because in, in, in the um, farmers usually, they are using these stars to know when is the time for rain, for this case, when they expected rain, when is the time for planting such and such thing. They are giving these, there are 28 uh, groups, 28 in, in groups, and each one is 13 days. That's 365 days a year, which is a complete year. So they're using this. When they see this star coming, then they say, okay, now we are in this such and such time for planting such and such case, or such and such plant. So this is okay even, and no problem to use it in this site. That's a quick dividing for the case of Tanjim or astrology. Let's see now what is the case that mentioned in this ayat and the hadith. How about using them. The first hadith mentioned in here is Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah recorded in his Sahih book that Qatada, correct this if you have the book because it's made wrongly, it's Qatada, not Qamada. It's Qatada. That's one of the Tabi'een. He was born in the year of uh, 61 and died in the year of 118 Hijriya. Uh, he's counted as a Tabi'een. Tabi'een 
means that the one who met Sahaba and died, you know, in Islam. The one who met Muhammad and accepted Islam and died as a Muslim is called Sahabi. The one who met a Sahabi, not Muhammad and he lives as a Muslim and he dies as a Muslim is encountered as a Tabi'i. And that is also the Tabi'i, Tabi'i, Tabi'i and so on. However, the Tabi'i said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this, these stars for three reasons. Three reasons. Whatever other than these three reasons are dangerous. To be good, good in the, in, in the sky, zina to sama, wazayyanna sama ad-dunya bima sabih. These are zina. Good looking for the, the sky or the heaven. The second one is, rujuman lil shayateen. Missiles against the devil jinns. Not devil ins. Devil ins, they are on the earth. But devil jinns can go up. So these are two kill or throw these devil jinns from hearing the wahi or what's in the sky and we know that in Surah Al-Jinnah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that these, uh, these jinn are used to some of them still they go up to the heavens and hear what is said in the heavens between angels the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on and Muhammad s.a.w. told us in his correct hadith that these devil jinns they go in top of each other until they reach the sky they hear was mentioned in the sky or the, in the heavens and they drop it down before this rujum or this missiles come to them and throw them down they drop it down to the predictor or magician then he add a hundred lies into it and then he say to people people say, see this one case correct which is they heard from the sky they say, oh he said this is true so they accept the rest of his life and we mentioned that when we discussed the case of magic before the last one is to be guided by these stars. All these three things are allowed in Islam. Whatever after that is not allowed. Use them to, to, to decide it's going to be good or bad. This guy, this guy is born in, in such and such like Scorpion or so on and he's going to be this and to having this. This is really trying to say or claiming to say that they know the ghaib and knowing the ghaib or unseen world is counted as major kuf because he is in, in, in getting into the case of Allah's deeds subhanahu wa ta'ala which is known the ghaib as Allah told us in his holy book قُلْ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ قُلْ لَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ الْغَيْبَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the ghaib Prophet says that he knows the ghaib the unseen world he is counted as a kafir because he is rejecting this ayah. That's why we say, she as an example, they say that their 11 imams, Ali ibn Abi Talib, Al-Hussein and so on, until the last one of 12 imams, they say, 12 imams, they say they know the right. If they say this and believe in it, they are out of Islam. Because they are contradicting and nullifying Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly in the Holy Book told us that no one knows the right, except he subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this, they, they say, no, no, we also have people who know the right. This is one case of the Shia, but we don't want to discuss the case of Shia now because their problems is a lot, are a lot and we have to be careful as a husband or jama'ah to know their mistakes. So whoever, whoever try to use these stars, astrology, in other than these purposes, he is in danger of losing his deed.
The second hadith is not a hadith actually, but it's a mentioning about Qatada also. He said that nobody allowed to learn the places of Al-Qamar. That means denoting the, as I told you, 28 groups, which is 13 days each. That's 365 days a year. It's not allowed to be learned except for some cases. And he mentioned in this hadith that Ibn Uyaynah and uh, Harb, both of them did not allow it. And Imam Ahmad and Ishaq Ibn Rahawayh, they allowed it. So there is a conflict in here, or there is misunderstanding at this point. But we understand that it is okay to, as we mentioned in the beginning, it's allowed to use them in good cases, like knowing the Qibla and directions, but it's not allowed to use them in the case of trying to know the future and so on. The hadith, the third hadith, which is narrated by Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, that Rasulullah said, three will never enter Jannah. The meaning of what he said, because we cannot say he said, and we say it in English because he never said it in English. That's the same thing for Quran. We are not allowed to say Allah said and we say it in English. Because this is a lie. Allah never said it in English. So if we have to say Allah said, meaning of it is this. Because we can translate only the meaning of Quran and only the meaning of Hadith. But we cannot say that Allah said or Muhammad said and we say it in English. Because he never said it. He never said it in English. No one can say that Allah said this in English. And also another case of translating Quran mentioned by some sisters, ulama, they said, what happened to the Bible or the Old Testament Torah and the other books that they were changed by translating. Came from Hebrew, then to Greek, to Latin, from Latin to English and so on. How many translations will go? So many translations, that means they destroy the original script. Quran cannot be destroyed because Allah guaranteed that he will keep it as it is before he made the assignment or the, the, the responsibility of keeping and protecting the books he descends he descends to the messengers and their followers but they couldn't because they were human beings but Quran differs in here Allah himself guaranteed that no one will change Quran. Nobody can change Quran. Nobody. Up to now, up to the end of this earth, no one can change Quran because Allah guaranteed subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book that nobody can change it. So, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said, the meaning before he said, three will never enter Jannah. Alcohol addict, person who is addicted to alcohol or to drugs, and he dies without tawbah or repentance, the other one is the one who cut his relations to the people who are very related to him, his parents, his brothers, sisters, and so on. He cut them totally. And the one who believes in magic. Of course, again to remind you brothers, remind myself and you, that whenever we receive an ayah or a hadith, we should not jump and take conclusion from it directly. No, we have to see some other eyes talking about the same case. Some other hadith. We gather it all and we take our understanding out of it. Because you can find an ayah telling us that whoever does this is a cover. Is this the only ayah? No, there are some eyes saying whoever does this is not a cover also. So then we have to see it all. That's why ulama is there. 
I'm not one of them, and you are not, of course. Except the, somebody is hiding. That's another question. So, ulama, what they do is that they gather these ayahs, study them all, then they give the judgment out of it. Now, when you say, in this hadith, he said, whoever drink alcohol and die, whoever addicted to alcohol, and dies without repentance, he will never enter Jannah. Okay. This is very clear hadith. The hadith is sahih, by the way. Narrated by Imam Ahmad ibn Habban and Albani said it is Sahih. Rahimahumullah. But here we have to see some other hadith that the only people who will be settled in Jahannam are the Kafirin, part of them are the Mushrikeen. All of And he said to Hanatan in the clear ayah, Inna Allaha la yaghfiru ayyushrakabah. So whoever dies, with polytheism, major polytheism, Allah will never forgive him. Upon this ayah. Totally, inhaling, خلاص. Let's finish. وَيَغْبِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءَ This is our, our evidence in here. Whoever lists the shirk, a person died with drinking alcohol, a person who died with adultery, without repentance, Allah may forgive him. May. وَيَغْبِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءَ So not everybody, of course. So in this case, this hadith is giving a hard punishment to make people run away from these things. And we need to run away from them. Even if they are not totally going to, to settle the person in Jahannam, still we say we have to be careful. That's why we say always leave these hadith, these ayat, as they are. Take them as they are. Allah, Muhammad said in this hadith that these three, the meaning of what he said, that these three will never enter Jannah, we take it as it is. To save ourselves and save our Muslim brothers from falling into this. Because everybody knows. No, no Muslim have a, a trouble or a, 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 a suspicion in the case of alcohol that is totally prohibited. Because it's clearly in the Holy Book of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Ya ayuhal ladhina amanu innamal khamru wal maysiru wal ansabu wal azlamu rijisun min amal al-shaytan fajtanibuh la'allakum tuflihun innama yuridu al-shaytan wa yuqa abinakum al-adawata wal-baghdaa bil-khamri wal-maysir wa yasuddakum an dhikri allahi wa anil salah fahal antum muntahun الصحابة سيد انتهينا ربنا خلاص هل أنتم متهوين ميز هل أنتم تستطب الصحابة سيد يس خلاص ويستطب and Anas ibn Malik he was a son of Umm Sulaim and he was his, his, his mother after his, his father died married Abu Talha Abu Talha one of the الصحابة and he used to drink alcohol with his friends before forever totally and you know that alcohol was prohibited gradually not in one step However, when this ayah came, Anas narrated that he was sitting with them, serving them with alcohol, and when they heard this ayah, some of them were was rising the glass to drink, and when he heard the ayah, he returned it back. Some of them put his finger into his mouth and threw up what is in his stomach, because this is the order of Allah, Tabarakallah. So in this case, we have to tell Muslims clearly that, listen, this is very dangerous. Alcohol is very dangerous. And it is Umm al-Khaba'ith, as Muhammad said in his hadith, the mother of every dirty thing. A person who is, who is drunk, totally drunk, he may go on his mother, a'udhu billah. He doesn't know. Also, same thing for a, a, a drug. Drugs is the same way. It plays with the mind. What's called al-Khamr in Arabic means, Khamr means khamara. Means cover. It covers the mind of a human being. 
خلاص he doesn't know what's going on he doesn't know what's going on he, he, he's not sleeping actually but he is a human being without a mind he is worse than animal because there are some animals that does not really go on their mothers and there was an experiment made long time ago they, they brought a camel and they covered his face his eyes and he they made him to come on his mother then they uncover his face and his eyes when he saw his mother he killed himself a camel a, not a human being these drunk people or drug addicted when they are out of their minds they do anything so this is not strange that Muhammad sallallahu is really giving us a very strong warning not to be in these people also cutting the relation to the close relatives is very dangerous because we are required al-rahim where uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us so many hadith about al-rahim and we have to take care of our al-rahim al-rahim means that our close relatives we are supposed to be very nice with them especially the parents first the place then comes the sisters and brothers uncles and aunts and so on we have to be very nice with them even if they are not good with us still because we know that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us in his hadith that is not the one who is doing this yani going to, to his relatives or connecting his relatives because they connect him this is that's really natural if your relatives are contacting you and talking to you you are talking to him regularly that's not rahim the, the case is that if they are cutting your rahim you are going to them ليس الواصل بالمكافئ ولكن الواصل من اذا قطعه رحمه وصله Even if they don't want to talk to you, we still want to talk to them. Even if your parents are so angry to you, to you and they are punishing you and you, did, you didn't get self-defensive. No. You go to them, kiss their heads, their hands, try to يعني, satisfy them. That's for the parents, of course. For the others, relatives, aunts, brothers, sisters, and so on, you should also come on yourself. Problem that we always, shaitan comes to us and say, oh, listen, why are you doing this? You are not listening to them. You should not listen to them. You should not give them this. Kick them away. Do worry about them. Khalli walli. And so on. Shaitan is smart. Because he knows if he cuts the relations, then Muslims will be against each other. Then being will not be spread. That's what he wants. He wants people to get busy with themselves and forget about what their mission. What, why they are created. We are created for what? For worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And part of our worshiping is to call to this deed. To convey this deed to the others. Yeah, imagine those, those people now in the, all around the world now who are really dying as kafirs. Don't you think that we are responsible also for them? We are responsible. We Muslims are responsible to, to help these people to, to save them from Jahannam. Now if we are responsible for these far away people or about ourselves and our close relatives when you see them they are falling into polyphism, major shirk, major polyphism and they are going to Jahannam for, for, because of that. And we are just busy with eating and drinking and sleeping. Allahumma s-ta'ala. I'm talking generally, by the way. I mean, not, uh, this hadith is the third one, which is only three hadiths in this case, and it's really given us a, yani, uh, a glance to the case of astrology, and that we are supposed to use these things, stars and others, just the way that Muhammad and his Sahaba and Tabi'een, the book of Allah, wa ta'ala, the hadith of Muhammad told us to use them, we use them. Other ways, we are not using them for any other else. That's why we say it is connected with Tawheed, Bonatism, in this side. Because some people are using these stars 
in the wrong way by thinking that they are affecting the people in health or in other risk and other things, that's of course against Islam totally. It's a major problem as I mentioned, as I mentioned before. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad alayhi wa sallam. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to hear from you. Yeah. This is the one. Yeah, we are not supposed to read them, we are not supposed to accept them. Because they, they claim that they know the ghaib. When they say you are born in, in, in as Scorpio, then you are going to have such and such next day. How do they know the ghaib? Yeah, yeah, they do this. They, they try to, to yeah, make propaganda for the, what they are saying, which is against Islam. They are projectors. Who told them that they, this will happen to you or this will happen to you? Who told them? How do they know? While Allah clearly told us in his holy book, Nobody knows the ghaib except Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. So how do these people know? Yeah. Another thing, when you were talking about magic coming from the evil mm. uh, devils yeah. from the sky, and by the time it comes down, it feeds the magic. No, not the magic. It is the case of the news. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hadith that the devil jinns, they go on top of each other until they reach the heavens. They hear what's said in the heavens among the angels. The orders of Allah are the angels. So they catch one point and they drop it directly to the magician or to the predictor. So he used this. On the earth? Yeah, on earth. He used this and he adds to it 100 lies. As Muhammad said, mentioned in this hadith, then he told people that tomorrow such and such thing will happen. And he gives another 100 lies with it. People when they see that this thing he said about tomorrow really happened, so, oh, so they start to think that this person also knows the right, the unseen world. Then they lose their deen just because of it. And that's what shaitan wants. Shaitan, hmm? yeah, up to now. They, how do they, how the magicians or the fortune tellers know things that they, nobody knows about? As I said, you know, I would give an example of the case of Karim. Karim is the devil jinn who is specialized for every person. Every one of us is having his Karim. Karim is the devil jinn with us. The only one was with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when even you, he said, everybody, he said, even you, Ya Rasulullah, he said, even, even me, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped me that he became a Muslim, or another meaning of the word in Arabic, I am saved from him. But for all of us, each one of us is having his devil jinn with him. That's where the waswasa comes, muswas. He's giving us whispering that in Salah, when he sees you start to Salah, then he just starts to remind you of important things in your life. So you will lose your Salah. That's what he wants. He's not yani, careful about you. He doesn't want to give you good things to remind you things that you forgot. But he actually wants, and he's not going to work, going to work secretary for you to remind you things. But actually he's trying to drive you away from what you are in your salah. Uh, we always remember the joke of Imam Ahmed when that man came to him and he said, Yeah, Imam, I have hidden some money in some place long time ago. I forget where it is. Please, make dua for me so I remember. So Imam Ahmed wanted to give him yani, a good lesson. So he said, no, just tonight, inshallah, at the last third of the night, wake up, you, you personally, and make wudu, and do make two good rak'ah, and don't think of them. Don't, when these two rak'ah, don't think of anything except your salah. And tomorrow, inshallah, come to me, I'll talk to you. So the, that man did what Imam Ahmed told him, and he came next day, and he said, thank you, Imam, Jazakallah khair, Allah, I remember where, where is it? He said, when did you remember? He said, remember it in salah. Because the shaitan came to him in the first rakah, and he said, he tried to make what was said to him, 
But every time they share, I want to make us He remembers the, 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 what the Imam Ahmad told him not to think of anything except Salah. So he left jihad to make his Salah without thinking. So Shaitan will tell him that he is continuing and he is going to finish Salah without Waswasa. So he said, your money is in such and such a place. So he said, make it quickly, Allah. Finish quickly and go to find the money. So Shaitan will never let us go. Especially if we remember that Muhammad told us in his hadith, in the hadith that there is a special Shaitan for Rudu called, his name is Al-Walhan. And special shaitan for salah called khanzab or khinzab. Each of these, these shaitan are specialized. One of them for wudu, one of, what, what is he going to do in wudu? He will come to you, oh, you did not finish. You have to do this. Do this, this, do this, do this. And you see some people who are stuck with this shaitan, they are rude by this shaitan, they spend hours in wudu. As I told you, one guy, he told me his brother uh, was affected by shaitan in this case and he starts wudu for Salat al-Vajr at 1 o'clock. And he spends 4 or 5 hours and he loses Salat al-Vajr. He cannot catch Salat al-Vajr. Trying to make his correct wudu. Because this al-Walhan is sitting with him. No, 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 you do not do this. Ah, you forget this. You... Then he repeats again. He repeats again. It's like he's, he's taking a shower. Now we will shaitan. So if we let shaitan drive us, we lose. Same thing for Salah. This khanzab is really sitting for us just to lose our Salah. So as you say, Allahu Akbar, some people say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. He doesn't know what, what Imam read, what did he do. Especially if he's in jama'ah, if he's alone, maybe he's driving himself because he wants to know how many rak'ah he did. But if he's with Imam, he says, Allahu Akbar, and he doesn't know. Until he says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. If you ask him, what did Imam recite? In first rak'ah or second rak'ah. What did you say in your salah? Well, I don't know. Where were you? I was in Delhi. What happened in the case that shaitan came and drove him and started to remind him things and things and things and he is lost with his salah. So that's why Muhammad told us in his hadith that, I mean what he said, that a person will pray and he will get only one third of his salah. One fourth of his salah. One fifth of his salah. One tenth of his salah. And somebody does not have anything. So you see, he prayed. In the same first line of salah, first line after, uh, behind Imam, 100 men, or 70 or 50 persons are there, their salah is not the same. Some of them their salah is fantastic, up to the sky, some of them their salah is down. Why? Because how much they allow shaitan to drive them. Subhanallah. Yes, because the luck in here is not mentioned, what's mentioned here is not the case that the case of uh, yani, uh, fortune teller or so on. It's the case that you are hoping for the good things in the future. You are hoping, you are asking, no problem. You are hoping, no problem. But to say that your luck is this and you don't have this luck or you are not, you are unlucky in this case, you will not come if you go this way. As we said in Tatayr before about the birds, somebody say, okay, if the bird goes the right side, then I will go because I will have good luck. If the bird goes the left side, I will not go because I will have bad luck. Who said so? What does this bird have to do with this case? Nothing. So, to wish him a good luck is no problem. And if you say, and may Allah SWT, like you are making dua for him, that may Allah SWT direct him and help him out to gain what he wants. Always, when you have bad luck, as you call it, remember your sins. When we have problems, when we have tragedies, when we have bad luck, as you call it, remember, we should remember our sins. Because sins will affect our life. Yani, subhanallah, 
some of the tabi'een, like Al-Hasan al-Basri and the others, they say, Wallahi, I see my sin in my wife's action, in my animal's action. And he's riding his animal, a camel or a, or a donkey as an example. If he's, he made sin that day, his camel will not go in the right way. We'll give him a headache. Maybe sometimes if you, if you are in the morning going to work and your car, your car broke down, think that you have done something wrong and say astaghfirullah. Because this is the luck and this and the unluck. Bad luck means that we are not in good shape that day because we did not do, like, not, we did not do salat al-fajr with jama'ah. Or in time. You know, this is a big case. So we should expect any problem that day. But if we are in the good luck, if we can call it this way, that is because we have done Salat al-Fajr with Jama'ah and we made istighfar after that, we made zikr, we, made, we recite Quran, we started our day with the best, we can start with the words of Allah Taala. then inshallah your whole day will be good luck. So always blame yourself, we always blame ourselves for our bad luck, because we are the reason for it. But bad luck as if something is there, a creature, no there is no, no bad luck. Jazakumullah khair, inshallah, we'll see you next week.